Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Adult Puzzle Podcast, Mm -hmm. where we come to you weekly to entertain you, give you some gems to your ears, and I hope you're Uh loving us so far. Lamde, how have you been? How's your week been? Um, I'm good, I'm good. Welcome back, guys. Um, I've, I've been good. I've had a really great week, actually. Right? Um, yeah, I have. I, I feel good. Good news here and there, you know. I feel good. My body feels good. My I mind know. feels good. So I'm actually really excited for today's topic because this is a very typical type of thought process that I have usually at the beginning of the year, mm. especially with my dad. And so um, <laughs> I know there's so much to talk about, but I'm very interested to talk with you about this we've never had this conversation before i also think this is a conversation that is typically shied away from just because like mm-hmm. money is it's very it's like a a touchy subject it's also something very it private. is it is across all boards <laughs> yes yes all institutions the marriage yes. institution corporate everything money everything. is just friendships very, too friendships you know sensitive <laughs> yeah. topic so sensitive i know this because i felt it like when i was Yo. someone money was such a hard topic to talk about and it wasn't because like he made it uncomfortable. It's just I just didn't know how to have certain conversations. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So for today, guys, we're talking about money, financial literacy. Um, and yeah, I guess let's just like dive into it. I'm curious. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> shoot. You might be surprised with some of my answers, but shoot. Shoot. I, do you shoot. know the funny thing? I am, I am prepared to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> because again like i said money is such a private topic that like mm-hmm. you never really know how someone sees money or views money or manages money okay mm-hmm. really side note really quick before we dive into it yesterday i was with some friends and we were having conversations about mm-hmm. i saw enjoyment screen you guys sidebar lola did enjoyment they're like five and six you know, brother and sister, wherever enjoyment is going, now wait for me now, please wait for me. I'm please, coming. Please. Can I can I tag along? You know, don't leave you know? me. And I'm like, well, carry on, carry. On. I saw. I just want to let you know. I saw. I saw. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so fun. But we went out with just a couple of friends and stuff, uh-huh. and just catching up, and we're talking about just life and just you know so many things going on. And somebody was saying how um, there are certain types of friends where they don't mind if they reach out to them for certain types of things, mm-hmm. uh, but just knowing that the, they have a certain boundary with that friendship. And we're just mm-hmm. diving into that some more and asking like, oh, what do you like? What would that type of thing be? Would it be somebody reaching out to you to help them with like a business, mm-hmm. um, help them babysit, give them some money, and I said, I'm like, honestly, if somebody reaches out to me asking me for money, I personally, especially if it's somebody I don't talk to in a while, I don't see that as like, oh, shoot, why are they asking me? The way I see it is like, oh, they probably needed the money so bad that they had to reach out to me, someone that they don't Mm. necessarily talk to on a daily basis. And Mm. a few people were like, oh, for real? Like, I don't see it that way. For me, it's like... I'm not close to you, so why am I the person? Why am I the person you're asking for money? So I was surprised. That's why in this conversation, I'm I'm 
expecting to be surprised because I know people see money very, very differently. And it expands down to how you were raised, um, your relationship with money over the years and like the types of things that money has done for you or has not done for you. So mm -hmm. I'm prepared to be surprised, long story short. Um, mm -hmm. But my my first like question for you or like um, that I was just like curious about was when it comes to financial stuff, do you set uh -huh. goals for yourself or do you have any goals? Um, the very general answer would be yes. Mm -hmm. But do I keep my end of the bargain like from the beginning of the, yeah. of the like from when I make the decision to the end is another question. But like, yeah. do I usually have financial goals or targets sometimes? Yeah, yeah. On a general note, yeah, yes, yeah. What do some of them look like, like high level? Um, you know, I want to save uh, a certain amount by the end of the year. You know, mm -hmm. if I have a commitment or like something I want to use the money for, you know, mm -hmm. for that. But like on a very expansive and let's say more deliberate things like, you know, raising a portfolio, mm -hmm. you know, buying um, NFTs in today's world or like mm -hmm. Bitcoin or, you know, putting your money in this, you know, bonds and all that. I've never personally been successful with that. Yeah. But that's going to change this year because I'm going ham on all those fronts. But like previous years up until, yeah, up until this it's always been one foot in, you know, sometimes two feet in and maybe I'll take mm -hmm. one out, you know, it's just been back and forth. I've never been quite successful on the more, you know, deliberate and, you know, committed end of like financial management or financial, um, you know, I don't know the other word I could use, but like that end, you know, so. Yeah. But for like, you know, short term and mini long term goals, like save mm -hmm. up for this. I, I, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Or I used to do that easy, peasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 How about I, you? Do, do yeah. you, is that for an me, easy thing for you? <laughs> I want to say over the past, like, I don't know, maybe three years when I've actually started to build out my own individual like financial wealth for myself. Yes, mm -hmm. it's been easier because I think in the past when I was still very reliant on my parents, um, it's really hard to set financial goals for yourself when it's all dependent on like how much somebody gives you, right? Mm -hmm. um so now i think yes definitely i do set financial goals for me it's very very high level like one of my main ones and this was one that i knew i wanted coming out of college was to get to a to a point where um i can live comfortably mm. um with like my finances and comfortably just means like i can afford the needs in my life like mm -hmm food shelter without like breaking my back or you know worrying mm. about 
the mm. next whatever. So that's one. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I, I did like what you said, the short term versus long term, because I think those are very unique things or things that you can do in the short term and long term. It's mm-hmm. like you don't really have much control, but it's something that you do eventually want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that for me, that long term goal is, again, high level. I think I want to get to a point in my life where I don't have to trade so much of my time in for money. And I'll explain mm-hmm. because right now I do a nine to five. And if we're being honest, that's a lot of your time, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. like what's giving me money, mm-hmm. right? And I think this it, this goes into like active versus passive income, all of that. I'm mm-hmm. not one to say, because you know how people would be like, oh, I want to retire by 30. I personally don't think I would want to say I want to retire by, you know, 30 right now because mm-hmm. honestly my job gives me some type of purpose and there are other things in this life that give me purpose but my job and like the things that I do give me give me purpose and I do like doing the type of work that I do however mm-hmm. I do want to get to a point in my life where I don't have to trade as much time for money so if it's like with me starting my businesses and things are already set in the motion to bring money back in, I would like that. So that's like long-term. You but know, just to even quickly add to what you said just before yeah. you continue, and I want yeah. you to just press pause on that long-term goal and remember what you want to say next. Yeah. But what I was going to add to that was the people that really find it hard or find it easy to say, um, I want to retire by so-so-so, age maybe 50 or 45 whatever mm-hmm. i think of people viewing work as corporate nine to five so for mm-hmm. someone like you and i who are more value driven mm-hmm. if you find joy in the value you're bringing to people like i don't think jeff bezos or elon musk see what they do really as a nine to five where they want to right. retire because you're changing people's lives. You're yes. adding value. It's fun for you. It comes naturally to you. Yes. You're motivated to work. So mm-hmm. them saying they want to retire, you know, they were never really doing that. It's not like, I don't know if you catch my drift. This what, what I'm saying is like, the people that say that are people that are like, I don't want to be waking up 5 a.m. I've been leaving yes. work, you know, so, so, so yes. time, spending some hours in traffic, stuff like that. Yeah, so I can yeah. see that, you know. But yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. No, go exactly ahead. what you said ties into what I was saying is because to your point, people, you know, higher, higher ups in certain types of companies, they're mm. still working. But to my knowledge, or I would... I would assume that they have more control of their time. Like they don't have to work 10 hour days if they don't want to. They Uh have people that are helping them out with that. And that's for me is like ultimately a goal, but they're still doing things that give them purpose and, and uh, keep them driven and all of that, all of that. So ultimately, yes, I do agree. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. I think you're about to address short term goals. You, you first. Um, Yeah. So short term goals, like I said, I think on, Ultimately, it's to be able to live comfortably mm. with um, my financial status. And comfort for me has a certain meaning, right? It's to feel mm. safe in my home, to have the types of food that give me health, to have access to you know things that bring me joy. And to do all those things, how much do I need, right? Mm. So that for me is like short-term financial goals. Like, am I making... 
bringing in enough money for me to live comfortably and not just me but like you know the the basic stuff of you're caring for your people around mm-hmm. you family you're tidying all of that all of that all of that so yeah that's mm-hmm. that's short term versus long term for me no oh, that, that's interesting you said that because and i definitely agree with everything you said and i think on on my side with financial mm-hmm. goals i find i've i've found out over time I think compared to you, mm-hmm. you probably gained a lot more financial independence before I did, per se, if mm-hmm. we're just being honest and I'm yeah. being vulnerable with you guys. But the truth is, it's also different from where I'm coming from, like in Nigeria. So, like, yeah, I've always looked at money like I'm not I'm not naturally a big spender. So, yeah. I... I see it like if I make good enough, mm-hmm. I can save well enough. However, mm-hmm. my mom says that's a bad notion to have because mom still feels if it's 10 naira, you should still have to, you know, save from that. If it's 10 million, you should still have to save from that. Basically, the principle is he who is faithful with little can be faithful with a whole lot mm-hmm. more you understand mm-hmm. what i mean so yeah i've always battled that's where my battle is i feel like or i used to feel like my position with her would be my daily expenditure or the purchasing power of my money against the market versus mm-hmm. my small income mm-hmm there's really nothing left, you know, to realistically save and their daily needs. However, I think the key word that we would be discussing a whole lot more, which is why I love this topic a whole lot, and hopefully we can both learn from one another and the listeners as well, is the key word is delayed gratification, right? (laughs) No matter, like, so that's that's the key word that I've used now propel the idea and I found balance in it and saw the reason in what she was saying. Yeah. No matter how it is, you know, so if it's 10 naira or whatever and you would typically, you know, have a night out of having suya or drinks with your friends, usually you have to be willing to make some sacrifices, you know, if mm-hmm. it's like, okay, regular expenditure would be money on data. I'm talking from the African perspective because data usage and purchase is quite different in the States. But like yeah. in Nigeria, let's say you're used to buying, you know, 10 gigabytes per month. You must be willing to say, mm, I'll do five, you know, I'll do five. You know. So that's yeah. definitely automatically reduced cost. So. Basically, we'll talk about a whole lot more over the episode, but I think the key word to achieving those financial goals, which we'll address, would be uh, de- delayed gratification, which leads me to my next question for you. Um, mm-hmm. When did you start making financial positive decisions? When did you feel like you arrived mm-hmm. at the mindset where you you started making smart, you know, positive yeah. decisions? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, yeah, when did I start making good financial positive decisions? Hmm. Okay, really quick before I actually address that question, because something mm-hmm. you said about delayed gratification just mm-hmm. ignited like an aha moment. 
I don't know if you've heard this before, but I've heard this from a bunch of like older people. And I know our generation is very unique. We have a very good ways of thinking about things that are advanced. However, there's certain things that we, I personally think we've come short in. And one of those things is not understanding the meaning of delayed gratification. We are a generation that we want instant gratification. And let me try mm-hmm. and explain what I mean by that from a financial perspective. So I think nowadays, everybody just is looking for that quick, like, how do I become a millionaire very quick? Um, how do I uh, start my business and just explode? And I'm not saying that can not happen. However, as compared to the past where it was very known that, okay, you know what, I'm going to probably need to work a nine to five for, you know, so and so and so years and then gain experience, figure out how things are done from the industry. Mm-hmm. And then if you really do have that entrepreneur or mindsets, because I know a lot of people back in the day used to work for companies for like 50 years. I don't understand how they did it. But mm-hmm. if you had that <laughs> entrepreneurial mindset, that's when you now use some of the income that you got, it's kind of converting mm-hmm. your um, active income into passive. So you mm-hmm. use that money to start something else versus now I think we're very used to like, oh, wait a minute, I just want to, you know, get this money quick and fast. Mm-hmm. And hearing you say that really like, again, ignited something in my head where I was like, you know what, that's so true because Mm. it's so easy for us to just want to see like financial wealth in one to two years when, Mm. especially if you're not born into it, because I know that's a different uh, situation, but delayed gratification is something that you really need to embody, especially for financial growth. Yeah. Mm. But Coming back to your second question on, um, or your question on me, when did I start making financial positive decisions? Honestly, I think, like I said earlier, I think it was when I started to develop like my actual wealth for myself. And when I say wealth, I don't mean like millions, guys. I'm just talking about when I started to build like my own <laughs> money and make my own money for myself. Um, mm-hmm. But that was when I realized like, oh, shoot, okay, you own money now so you need to like you make all the choices for this and Mm. so you make all the decisions for this and if you Mm. don't make good decisions you are the primary person it's going to impact so that was kind of the the point where I knew okay yes I needed to do something however prior to that I would say it was actually it started little on a smaller scale as a kid so I was one Mm. of those children where I got an allowance I want to say I started Mm. getting an allowance at like 15 and for an African home that's not normal because most of my friends they got money when they needed the money if that makes sense it isn't normal I can (laughs) confirm that to you (laughs) right and I appreciate your parents for that anyway it's my dad my dad is like yeah he's the financial guy uh but it's like oh mom I need to go out I need you know, 2000 Naira and then they'll give it to you. Mine was mm-hmm. like, my dad would be like, okay, Rade, you have 5,000 for this month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do whatever you want. And I remember there was one time he told me, he's like, if you spend the 5,000 today, that's your problem. Don't come to me until the next month. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so at that young age, you really start to realize, and again, it was on a smaller scale because this wasn't necessarily my own money. And I wasn't thinking about like, okay, how am I making sure I have savings, investment, da, da, da. It was just more so, how am I making sure that I'm spreading this money across 
the entire month one the second thing was like if i now wanted a more expensive uh purchase like let's say i wanted to buy something that was more than the five grand that's when Mm. the thought process of like okay you know what i have to keep two thousand here and then add it to two thousand next month and then two thousand the next month to be able to afford this ten thousand naira thing in so and so Mm. month so as a kid getting an allowance really did teach me about savings and how to rationalize my spendings um, over a period of time to really stretch out however much money I got. Um, so that's really when I started like thinking about, okay, money and the value it had to get to you what you needed. But in terms of deciding for my income and how I wanted to spread out my spendings on investments, rent, savings, travels, all of that, all of that, the complexities of life that really started, I want to say right after college when I got my first job. Uh, but how about you? Um, so, so I think the first question is what, what necessarily can we, you know, the first question I'll ask myself when, if I'm mm-hmm. going to answer the question would be, what do I classify as, you know, positive decisions? Yeah. You know, I like, I like to break that. things down. Yeah. So it may be on a very basic level, you know, mm-hmm. positive decisions would mean not putting my money in like a gambling, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, gambling away my money, you know, not, engaging in bets or whatever stuff like so if it's by that i make positive decisions all the time like mm-hmm. i don't buy i don't necessarily buy what um i no need but if you want to flip that and say positive decisions like you know um inquiring about uh maybe i don't know like inquiring about how can i invest in something small maybe entire bank and be like you know what are the or look up share prices and whatever mm-hmm. i don't know i don't think i'm there yet the, the, or i don't think i discovered that early rather mm-hmm. um but positive decisions on a very basic level i would say from early you know again you would hear my mom a whole lot because she is the for me she is the you know financial literacy teacher because she doesn't want a repetition with me because she Mm -hmm. feels like she was bad with money earlier on so Mm she has always been the driving force whether it's books or lectures or seminars or whatever she's been driving that and all credit to her you know i she Mm -hmm. she's been massive on that front so from early as well outside of making financial positive decisions, I understood the good and bad of, you know, what money does and what it can bring, what you should put your money into, okay. what you shouldn't be putting your money into. I think I also understood from early that money doesn't like to be seen, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> but so like there's so many key and fundamental lessons that I learned early which drove my decision so like if there was a scam there's a 90 percent chance that i would not put my money into it because men looking at it and by the virtue of the questions i would ask the person selling the scam to me Mm -hmm. 
I would have been able to deduce maybe like a minute in that your money doesn't need to go into something like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like pretty Just early, I would attention. say, I would say 10, 10. Mm. Like, yeah, good. <laughs> I say 10. But again, I'm just talking from a very basic level. Yeah. That, of course, has grown over time, you know, maybe now not at the speed at which so many people, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. But I would say Let pretty me... 10. I, I knew the basics, yeah. That's pretty good. Something just came to mind. So there was something when you were talking about what your mom, like, instilled in you. Mm-hmm. There was something that, my dad, and I don't even know if he will remember it. He like wrote something up for us. It was one new year. This was a while back when I was younger, like a teenager. And he was mm-hmm. basically just like advising us on how to, the buckets of how to divide your money when we start mm-hmm. earning. And I mm-hmm. swear to you, that's actually what I use now in my day to day. So mm-hmm. it's, it's the, it's the threes, divisions, one third, one third, one third. So mm-hmm. you're earning money and this could be from, you know, different streams of income or it could be from one you know stream of income whatever it is just you're earning mm. money you should break it down into three so one is mm. the, the first bucket of your needs and these are like your bills like the things that you need to do so you're talking about mm. your rent you're talking about payments for you know whatever mm. it is and the things that absolutely need to be done and if they're not done there's probably some not so great uh, repercussions from them. The second mm-hmm. one, the second bucket of the one third is the wants. Also for the needs, um, I think there's also like dynamics to that too. So I know for certain people with like religion, their tithes is like an absolute need and everything mm-hmm. that is like into the buckets of needs. The second bucket is your wants. And think about this as like the things that bring you pleasures, right? So I'm not talking rent or like basic food. No, I'm talking like, oh, you just want to have a good time, go out mm. to this fancy restaurant. You don't need to, you just want to. That's mm-hmm. the one, that's that second bucket. These are, oh, you want to upgrade your closet. You have the basic clothes. The, that's the second bucket of the want. So, and then the third is where you really have your savings and your investments. And that's the passive where mm. You're, you spread out so uh, your savings and your investments are kind of like doing their thing. And the reason mm. why this has helped me so much is because how I do it is I actually have three separate accounts. One is my, uh, I want to call it my bills account. So mm. that's where all my rent, everything goes out of. So I don't mm. even necessarily go to that account unless I'm going to like pay bills or stuff like that the second Mm. one is my pleasures like these are where my trips the things i should not really necessarily need but Mm. hey i want to spoil myself exactly and then that third is the savings and i think that's where i need the most work in my own personal financial life Mm. Um, and we'll get to that later but that just reminded me and i thought to share because it's very easy if you think about it it's just three buckets right Mm -hmm. and I personally feel like if you do it well, it mm-hmm. helps your life because you're not keeping track of like, there's just, there's three unique accounts. The savings you shouldn't touch. Um, I mean, your investments, you should definitely like keep it up and make sure it's growing for itself. And you're, you're investing into the right things, but the mm-hmm. bills, you just automatically use that card for all your bills and the necessary things in life. And then the wants is like, 
when you want to do something that is indulging yourself, you just know exactly where to go to. So I got to share. I hope that helps somebody out there because it has definitely helped me through my last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Great points. Great, great. Very, very, very great points. Yeah. That's Um, interesting. Yeah. Would you say like, I mean, obviously there are definitely negative financial things and decisions, but what would you classify and consider those as? Um, hmm. <laughs> I think one would be spending more than you make. Oh my so gosh, like, yes. <laughs> guys, <laughs> I think it's a very, like, again, maybe it's just the way the world has evolved as a mm-hmm. place, right? You know, it's just now so easy a trap to Mm -hmm. fall into you know yeah spend it you know again like you said there are just so many guilty pleasures Mm -hmm. you know going on a trip diamonds or nice car a bigger house that you can afford you know Mm -hmm. a a phone that you don't even know all the functions but it looks (laughs) nice and it's nice to say you have you know uh you know going out to eat when you could easily eat at home guys don't get me wrong going out to eat is a good thing it's very very nice but if you're going out to eat I don't want to put a number on this because so people like me eh if I can afford it fine but like the truth of the matter is if you're going out to eat uh, out of seven days a week you're going out to eat six times you really need to check yourself you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it is what it is. And I'll use Lardy as an example, not to put you on the spot or anything. I was like, what did Lardy, I do? <laughs> she, can, she, can, she can afford to do that if she wants to, right? But I don't think she would necessarily want to do that. Even sometimes I find her questioning herself like, oh, do I need to? She'll be like, no, she's entering the kitchen and she's going to cook. You're like, it's just... It's a slippery slope, basically, mm-hmm. with food and some other things. Like last last year, I looked mm-hmm. at how much Uber Eats oh took my from me, Jesus Christ, that's and I felt like I was cursed. Like <laughs> I, I looked at the that's money me. I could have saved if I just entered the kitchen. That's me. I just did what I had to do. So, like, those are some really negative, you know, and here and there. So, basically, spending more, spending more than you have, spending more than you make, it's it's a, it's a really bad thing. Yeah. Um, also, hmm, I would say borrowing people money without accountability or without mm-hmm. proper documentation. Mm-hmm. No, so the person that gives money lends, Abby, lending mm-hmm. people money without accountability or proper documentation. Guys, always document your <laughs> shit. This is also another guilty habit of mine. I'm a very optimistic guy. I like to see the best in people. I, I just prefer to be sweet. Like, it raises emotions in me and chemicals in me that I feel comfortable <laughs> with just being nice to people. Mm-hmm. So that also is a slippery slope for me and mm-hmm. a whole lot of people because 
I'm the guy that would say, if we went out, I would want to pay. Whether a guy or, or my guys or, or whether a chick. If you asked me for money and it was available, I would actually give you the money. And this is the bad part. What if a week passes by? I didn't write that. I didn't write the amounts down. I didn't do anything. I just gave you because what a friend asked. I might forget the amount after a week. Mm -hmm. I necessarily might not ask you back for that money again. So imagine that spread across different people. So let me use a dollar equivalent. Today is 50 bucks, tomorrow is 100 bucks. Today is 50 bucks, tomorrow is 100 bucks. Sometimes maybe 200 bucks. You know, and I'm doing like that for a whole lot of people. I'm not asking for the money back. That's completely unbudgeted for expenditure mm -hmm. that I've been indulging in across board consistently. It's a terrible habit. Whereas I have a friend, if he borrows you a dollar, he would ask you, do you intend to pay me back or not? If you have committed to pay him back, your name goes into his sheet, maybe <laughs> borrower's list or whatever. I'm yeah. telling you, it sounds cruel, and which is why I love this episode so much, because you would hear me break things down to the simplest form and be as blunt as possible mm -hmm. as with Lola Day, she would do the same. Because if he borrows you a dollar, your name goes to that list. When he would also ask you again, when do you intend to pay back? Like he's mm -hmm. giving you all the decision-making abilities and mm -hmm. he's setting it on your own terms. Mm -hmm. So you give him all those info and he'll be like, cool, he gives you the money. Once the day for you to pay comes, he doesn't feel shy about asking for his dollar back. Mm -hmm. I know you, everyone listening now, I know people give you a flack or look at you bad, or you might think they will look at you with side eye that, why is he asking me for a dollar? Why is he asking me for $10? Are you not bigger than that? Lola didn't make so much money. Let me make so much money. You're asking me for $20. Such a... Yo, ignore them. Ask for your money. Nobody is entitled to your money. You earned that. You don't steal. You're not a thief. So basically, accountability and documentation, I feel, is something that has gotten a bad rep, but mm -hmm. lack of that opens you up to a very, very, very painful ending yeah. as, long as, as long as financial decisions are concerned. I'll, I'll, I'll open the floor to you too as well to share any, you know, negative financial decisions or mechanisms or systems that you know about, you know, yeah. that I may not have said, yeah. No, I a hundred, a thousand, a billion times agree with you because like starting from the second one, just that the borrowing people money and mm -hmm. making sure that they're accountable, taking accountability for when they're going to pay you back. Mm -hmm. um, I personally, I try to do that, but it's definitely, it's a, it's a slippery slope because like you said, there's always, especially within the African like 
community, there's some mm-hmm. type of negative stigma that comes with like, oh, hey, can you believe he he's he keeps asking me for his money? Da, 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 da. But mm. that wasn't the same energy that was basically passed on when the borrower came to borrow money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with borrowing money. Like we all do it, right? Yep. It's just knowing, it's kind of like making a promise, right? Okay, you're going to give mm-hmm. me this. I promise to give it back to you at a certain time. And out of respect mm-hmm. for the other person, I think you just need to meet your end of of uh, the promise and all of that. So I definitely mm-hmm. agree with you. And, and if you're the person that is borrowing somebody money and they're not meeting to their end of the bargain, then don't feel shy to, you know, ask for it and not, you know, think about all the behind the scenes cheat chats and whatever. For the first thing you said, I definitely agree. I will say this. I think in our in our uh, generation, mm-hmm. I have seen this happen before. And I want to explain it to somebody where you guys, remember the bucket that I, I divided? One mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. bucket's your bills, your needs. Second bucket, wants and your pleasures. The third bucket is your savings. Mm-hmm. If there is a Gucci bag that is costing you $5,000, mm-hmm. And you have $5,000 in your account collectively, like Hmm. your bills, your pleasures, your savings. Mm -hmm. You cannot afford that $5,000 bag because if you pay for the $5,000 bag, you have nothing left. And I think like affording thing Mm -hmm. is it's something that like a lot of people don't really deep. And especially now in the credit world, where it's like, oh, you can buy things on credit and pay it back over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if you can't comfortably pay that thing back, you can't afford it. And that's one thing that I personally feel like is the number one negative, like you said, financial decision and ways to spend your money. Know mm-hmm. what you can afford, especially if you break it down, like within your pleasures, if you have four grand in your once uh, accounts or just side things and there's a five thousand dollar bag you can't afford that five thousand dollar bag because you're not going to chime into your bills accounts and your savings Mm -hmm. just to afford Mm -hmm. the bag so that's one thing i definitely definitely want to say because living above your means is such a thing especially in this like flex culture world that we live in now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i think the other thing that i want to add is extreme risky investments and this is something that i've seen happen (laughs) Preach. There's so many things out there. Bitcoin. How did you like MMM? <laughs> MMM, no. God, <laughs> no. go ahead, go ahead, just go ahead. But I understand, like, investment is a very wise financial hmm. thing to do. However, I think investment is also very risky, and it can go from wise to unwise real quick. Right. <laughs> Real quick, especially if like you're investing everything you own, like you have no backup. Because I've never, I've never understood it, Lordy. You know, okay. Let me tell you what it is, Lamidi. It's that Mm -hmm. instant gratification that we spoke about earlier. So I've seen where people are like, oh no 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 no, I'm pretty sure this stock price is gonna grow in the next like one week. So if I put all my money in there, I'm gonna get bigger reward, right? And it mm. happens for some people. I'm not going to take away those people that it does happen for and those people that are very calculated. However, there are a lot of people that it doesn't work out for. You just can't control 
certain things with investments. The markets are so volatile. The stock markets, mm. the economy, especially with like this new world that we're moving into where it's like onto the next thing. You don't know when this current thing is going to just wear out and just not be the biggest buzz anymore. So mm -hmm. that one, um, cause I've, 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 I'm not going to lie to you guys. Mm -hmm. I have lost money, not like a lot of money, but like I have mm -hmm. seen my so-and-so amount slash in half in a minute, in a time frame of 30 minutes. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> So extremely risky investments. <laughs> Literally, like film trick. I like Jesus. <laughs> I thought investments was good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And everything you said too. <laughs> um, I just like to mention a few parts. So you know, um, earlier when we're talking about you know the whole boring thing, we'd. Yeah. I, like Lola Day said, borrowing is normal. Lending money is normal. Yeah. And also just to speak up, you know, in terms of paying back, there are people who could be in like bad spots, you know, communicate mm -hmm. that, you know, you yep. can't pay back on time, stuff like that. You know, once they communicate that to you, you know, you can choose to be understanding and stuff like that. Another quick follow-up with that would be don't borrow what you can't do away with. Right. And that's yeah. something I also learned from my friend, you know, yeah. um, he and he's such a beautiful guy. He's my best friend or yeah, my best Kevin. He he taught me so much. Like he really is a we life have partner. Kevin on like, the pod, FYI. Yeah. We, Kevin, we, 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 you're coming Kevin, on. You're coming on. And <laughs> he's such a life partner, life friend that I have made because yeah he, he he's been an overall blessing to me and he's the one that also taught me that like don't borrow what you can do away with so mm -hmm. he has a mark or he had a mark in school so he would borrow i, th I think his cap was 5k mm -hmm. i think his cap was 5k so you know he, he would borrow that to you and the reason that was was that if if by charge you you can't pay him back he can close his eye and move mm -hmm. on like he won't ask you again we call it vex vex money like he will just close his eye he will get angry or he might be pissed for two seconds or a second because you didn't keep your word but like mm -hmm. he can move on and never look back at that money again mm -hmm. but if <laughs> if 10k came out of his pocket which would to an average Joe, but if 10K came out of his pocket and he couldn't pay him back, that's big money to him and me right. back then. And he'll look at you like, you know, he would have this feeling, maybe not hate, but dislike anytime he sees you or your name comes up and he doesn't mm -hmm. want that on his conscience. So yeah. just two things that I thought to note. And yeah. MMM, like, I, 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 if you heard me say that- um, Yeah earlier when, when talking about risky investments <laughs> it was one of the biggest ponzi scams in the world <laughs> and i'm glad i i personally did not fall like i i, I fell victim to it but it wasn't direct yeah because but a whole lot of people made money from it like i'm sure right now 
Nigerian listeners, I don't know if we have listeners in other parts of Africa, in fact, all across the world. Yeah. Some people will hear that, those three letters, and like, it's trigger very warning. triggering. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, like, <laughs> MMM, hey, MMM dealt with people. I'm going to look like it up. Said, people selling cars people using house rent Mm -hmm. people using insurance money to invest in this thing because it was such a well laid out ponzi scheme wow and it's like the pyramid thing now the regular um, the pyramid scam yeah it was and because a whole lot of people were believing it Mm -hmm. it kept on being sustainable but a single leg breaking off meant the collapse of this. So, not to go into details, yeah, but yeah. I, I feel you. That's crazy. It, That's it, so wild. It, it definitely was a time. It definitely <laughs> was a time. That's, yeah. And it just, like, it makes you think about why financial literacy is so important. I think for hmm. me... Hmm. like knowing that money yes i know you know we always say money is not everything and i believe money is not everything mm-hmm. however if we're being honest with ourselves money is one of the ultimate currencies in this world it's where we acquire value in our day-to-day society mm-hmm. and being financial um like smart and making financial smart decisions is going to benefit your day-to-day and long term so like how you make priorities how you make investments not putting all your money's worth your family's worth like have you heard that happen where literally husband and wife the husband would literally take everything they own i've heard the wife to invest Hmm, without letting each other know like financial literacy is so important Uh, yeah Hmm. what do you think about that i think it's so important and we must never get tired of hammering it home. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the stigma with um, discussing money matters. Yes. Let's, as a community, especially as a black community, yes. we, must, <laughs> we must get over the mindset that uh, I don't want to ruffle feathers. Snapping my fingers, yeah. Bro, that's not how the Jewish community became what it is today. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> they're not afraid to discuss money. It's, yep. it's it's serious business. It's a conversation that must and should be had. You know, yeah. it's... So, I mean, as a community, as friends, as partners, or as, you know, whatever it is, whatever institution that you have, you know, just have the conversation because yeah. financial literacy is important. It equips you with knowledge and skills mm-hmm. that you, you need to manage money effectively and assets or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. if you want to build a legacy, <laughs> just know Earning those skills or acquiring those skills and the knowledge is a necessary step for you to get to that goal, you know, or to achieve that goal. So yeah. it is a very important part of, you know, success or whatever yeah. it is. Can I say something really quick? Because something you said there was so important and so powerful. Mm. When you said as a community, especially as a Black community, I think right now it's so beautiful to see that 
I, I mean, we still have a long way to go, but I personally mm. think as black people, we're, we're starting to build our wealth, right? Mm. Through entertainment, sports, mm. different industries, tech, like, mm. and it's, it's beautiful to see. And I think for us to keep that up, we need to start instilling um, some of the trends, the what lessons learned into the younger generation, Mm. And that was something, in my opinion, that was omitted in like the school systems and not just school, because I don't just want to put it on school, but even like um, households. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's so beautiful because, yes, you're right. We need to be having these conversations as a community. I think we spoke about this like a few episodes ago in season one where we were talking Mm. about um, how do you know your worth when it's your first job or something like that. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times you can't really tell that unless you're able to see somebody as an example and then leverage that, right? It's like, you don't mm. know your starting point sometimes because you just don't know. You don't know what you haven't experienced. Like you don't know what you don't know and how you would know is to have those conversations. So I definitely agree. Like we need to have those conversations as a community and empower each other to learn from one another. And I'm not saying learn like copy because I think everyone's mm-hmm. situation is different, but be mm-hmm. able to learn and expose yourself to different situations that you might not be exposed to if you weren't having these conversations or doing certain type of research but well said well and beautifully said but i would like to ask you so what are your thoughts on savings like i know you had mentioned earlier i just want to bring you that back to that back there (laughs) so what what share with me your thoughts on savings i love that how that how that works out for you Mm -hmm. Yeah. I personally think everyone should save. I think so. Mm. I know mm. it's easier said than done because there's certain times where like you only have enough for your needs. Mm. And so it's like, how are you even going to account for long-term potential, like things that you want to do savings. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that at least should be tried out. Right. No matter what your financial situations are, try your best to um, ensure that your day-to-day living habits are within your means so that way you can have a small portion to save. My dad said this to me when I was younger, same to Lamide, like the way Lamide's mom instilled so many things about financial planning, that was my dad for me. And he always said this thing where it's like, when you start working and like you start making your own money, have and try your best to have six months worth of how much it costs you for your bills in your savings and he Mm. was coming from the perspective of corporate is so um uncertain like Mm. people get laid off the economy crashes you know whatever the case may be and that one is not up to you however what you can control is ensuring that God forbid, if something bad were to happen to your financial situation, mm-hmm. you have enough runway to get you back into your feet. So that's the mm. rule of thumb that I try to apply in my life, where it's like, I think everyone should save. I don't think it's going to be like, it's realistic to say everyone should have at least six months because I know everyone's situation is different and we all go through phases in our lives. Mm-hmm. Some months you can save more, some more, some months you can save less, especially if you're an entrepreneur. But mm-hmm. I do think baseline everyone should save i personally think so what, what do you think um 
the only caveat I would add to that would be、mm-hmm. um, saving should be goal driven. So、mm. for 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 the longest, I have a problem with just the.、Uh, I've had a problem with just the general notion or idea of saying save, save, mm-hmm. save. Mm-hmm. The more I learned about what save,、um, what financial institutions do with money and how、mm. that whole world works, because、yes. we're talking from、uh, an individual, a common, you know, man in the street or woman in the street's、right. point of view. So、yes. it's good, you know, technically for you to save. Yeah. <laughs> I I have learned to like flip it. What happens at the back end with that money? You know what I'm saying? Like、mm-hmm. because I understand, you know, over time I've gotten to understand what money is, the process of how、mm-hmm. financial institutions use money, all that. I can't go deep on today's episode. However,、mm-hmm. my but my bottom line or what I'm trying to say is, saving should be goal driven. Don't just be stacking up money. In your、yeah. account, because you think you have money, yeah, on paper you do, but another person is using your money to buy a Porsche, another person is using <laughs> your money to build a house in Banana Island, yeah, another person is using your money to pay salaries or whatever or trade or whatever the thing is. So like, save money with a goal. I think once savings become goal driven,、mm-hmm. it changes your perspective and it even helps you save more. Yeah, like what you said. Yeah, you know. What her dad instilled to her from early. So if you're training up a child by saying, "Oh, you like that bicycle? You like that? Save up for it." You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like all the monies that your all the things that your uncle give to you, aunties, uncles, they give you a thousand bucks today, five、uh, hundred bucks tomorrow, a thousand five, ten k. You know, save a part if you want to get the bicycle. Like make them understand. The beauty. So set up juicy goals for them.、Mm-hmm. If you save up this amount, I'm gonna add the remaining money for you. You stuff yes, like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you tell,、yeah. if you tell a 21 year old in Nigeria, I'm using I'm using a comfortable family now, and、mm-hmm. maybe you take them to a dealership one day and you say, "Look at that car," and you tell them, "Oh, do you like it?" And the kid, boy or girl, is like, "Oh yes, I do that. I do mom whatever," and you'd be like. If you can save up, even if it's thirty percent of the amount, and you tell them if you can save up thirty percent of that amount this within five months or before the end of the year, I'll give you the rest of the money you can have. Like it builds a kind of mentality subconsciously、mm-hmm. for them that there's a culture, there's a system to saving. There's a you know there are things I can change in my life for the better. I can afford luxuries.、Mm-hmm. I can, you know, stuff like that. Just attach goals to it. So、like、if、that. it's also from the health perspective, you sit your kid down or you sit your partner down early. That look, I don't want to end up in the hospital and not have money to be able to pay myself out of <laughs> there, or the doctor is not attending to me because I don't have something. Like God forbid, that would never be our portion, but. You have to lay the scenarios down、yeah. on the table, attach the goals to the savings. Because, frankly, when people just say save, 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 it <laughs> irritates me. Because saving、no. for what? The bank is using my money to chop life. Like, do you understand? <laughs> like,、yeah. that annoys me so much. Because the concept、yeah. of banking, 
at the apart from the regular uh, apart from the customer serving side of it which i love you know helping people manage you know mm-hmm. build wealth all that all that is good they have so many good traits but the part i don't like is the free money that they just eat like <laughs> yeah. do you understand what i'm saying like yeah. if you guys understand the concept of the back end <laughs> probably you will see the world or, or you see money the way i do but like yeah, yeah. And guys, Lamide worked at like banks in Nigeria, so he actually understands the shit. I don't even understand <laughs> the way he understands. But what you said is so true, like saving with the go. And that reminded me of something because I think something that my dad also used to tell me was money, especially when you stack up money, right? Let's say you have mm-hmm. 50K in your account 2020. Mm-hmm. That 50K is not worth the same thing in 2023. God bless you. So. God bless you. Yeah. That is fact. Yeah. Yeah. And like the value of money, unfortunately, in this society that we live in, depreciates. You said it all. I don't need to speak on it anymore. You said it all. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice, Labrador? I was actually thinking about this when we talked about talking about this wouldn't it be nice if you know how things inflate can uh-huh. our bank accounts be multiplied by the inflation rates <laughs> tell them mom. tell them that would be I so wish. nice I <laughs> that wish. would be so nice i but... wish <laughs> that's <laughs> that's also the reason why like it's really good and i think you know savings accounts have like compound interest but if you guys know anything about compound interest <laughs> before you really fully get money's worth out of that interest like you have to have so much money in your account and so i think that's why investments is where you really start to look at how can my money grow for me Mm. right Mm. and so i wanted to ask Mm. you lamide just your perspective like savings or invest i I personally don't think we have to pick one or the other i think you should do both but Mm -hmm. to your point maybe your savings are more goal focused and like you're saving for something and then you're Mm -hmm. investing wisely to have your to have your money appreciate for you but what do you think on the concept of savings or investment (laughs) or savings and investment because i do have people sorry um, yeah go ahead i do have people that like they all save, they don't invest, or they like mm-hmm. invest, but they don't really, really know what savings is, and they don't have a savings mm-hmm. account. Yeah, what do you think? I, I think I think both are beautiful. Yeah. But again, it depends on what works for you and what you're looking for and what the situation is. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, if you're preaching investments to someone that makes, again, I I, I haven't fully understood the purchasing power and money aspect of the United States yet. So I'll keep mm-hmm. using Nigeria. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll allow Lola to maybe do the math for you guys and <laughs> equate that, whatever. But like, let's say preaching investments opportunities to someone that makes less than a million per year or two million per year or even three million per year. It's kind of a stretch. Yeah. Because by the time you take out bills, monthly expenditure, all that away from the total he makes per annum, he he or she would be stretching their self thin to yeah. be able to fulfill that investment requirement. Can I chime in really the, quick? Yes, please. One million naira, I just put it in, is okay. two five. 
two $2,500 in America. So guys, that should help okay. with what Lamide is Perspective. saying. Perspective. Right? She know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that 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 is, I mean... Yeah, I feel <laughs> it, that. It's just not the same. Like, you're not preaching to the right audience, right? <laughs> yes. So I think both are... Uh, but savings, on the other hand, to someone like that would be you know, stacking up such amounts per month, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have a goal in mind. I want to take my kids to somewhere fancy, maybe a neighboring country, Ghana, whatever. Or I want us to have a fancy meal during mm-hmm. Christmas or whatever. So it, it depends on who you're selling the idea to. Mm-hmm. However, I think I would go on a limb to say that investment is the more is the riskier option, right? Definitely. Right? So, and hence the bigger rewards, so to speak. So, again, it's like like Lodi said earlier, like I've said, it depends on where you're standing and what's comfortable for you. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, investment is what I would love or Mm -hmm. I I would lean towards, but, like... towards, yeah. I must be ready to bear the consequences. Like I wouldn't run to you when I lose a thousand dollars. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I I knew the risk, which is another thing I think we should mention. I think Lade has mentioned in passing is uh, always understand the risks of whatever mm-hmm. you you know, you know get it into investment wise. Always fully understand the risk. I think if you do. And you you evaluate everything, and you're comfortable with putting your money in, then that's all good. But like, you know, don't don't go in and say, "Oh, I didn't know that." It's your responsibility to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> so you're putting yeah, your money. You yeah. should know what you're getting yourself into. You should know what you're getting into, because yeah, nobody's gonna help you. Uh, it's it's a dangerous world out there. Is eat or be eaten with investments? To be honest, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, that's so why the true. market is as volatile and you know fragile so as it is. You're putting people are putting money, people are pulling out. They're like you know, it's a crazy world out yeah. there. With money, so yeah. yeah. And to add to what Lamedia said, I think also, and this is something that I know I have to do. Like it was one of my goals for this series educate yourself on the investment market because there's so many things to invest in and i know it can be very overwhelming like i'm speaking from my own personal experience like mm-hmm. oh stocks crypto nft the the educate yourself you don't have to be the professor of investments like doing it all but mm. know what you're getting yourself into like Lamy Day said before you go into mm. it the risk and everything because i think we just hear oh, this stock market is doing well. And then people like put their money in without even knowing all the different players. Why mm-hmm. is it doing well? Is it because there's a specific trend? Is it because this mm-hmm. is happening in the market? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do that research beforehand. And yeah, I know it's hard because that's where I'm at right now and I'm trying my best to be better, but it's definitely something that I'm telling myself, okay, I need to be better at knowing the investment mm-hmm. market and all the different players first mm-hmm. to really... Uh, do it better what, what are some what are some of the things you say for just give me a quick list or quick quick Ooh, mention quick honorable yeah. mentions i think if i'm being honest <laughs> um for me 
it's long term like business mm. ideas that i have just to have like some type of initial capital i know that mm. sounds like a lot but it's it's definitely a thing like for example i know like with ap we did put our financial money into this but all of that came mm. from savings that i you know that i had and i don't know if that was the case for you but that's definitely a thing for me like i have different ideas that i want to eventually take part of uh um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kick off mm-hmm. in years to come that's beautiful mm-hmm. i have money mm-hmm. there um, just long-term life, you know, in general, like you mentioned your health, God knows what's going to happen, God forbid, but just having something there that you can rely on if life just happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Money stored for rainy days. I'm not necessarily a very material person. It's not a bad thing mm. if you are, cause I do know people mm. who like save up for a car and that's, that's beautiful. Cause it's like your financial, you're doing good financial planning. I would say I'm more so um, an experienced type of person. So if there's a trip that's costing me, I don't know, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, whatever the case may be, more than mm-hmm. my regular pleasure buckets cannot afford, then I start mm-hmm. saving for it. So that's also another bucket, I think, in savings for me. How about you? Um, I think your your first point, um, savings would be for like... Uh, rainy day kind of things mm-hmm. uh emergencies you know at least you don't want to be stranded right so like yeah this money would just be there in case of in case it's a don't touch um, <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> oh, yo really quick i want to say something very random yeah. did you know in case of in case it was like a nigerian thing I said it to one of my Ooh, like American friends recently, and, and they were like, "Lola, what? what?" I was like, "Yeah, in case of in case." <laughs> I really said it with my chest and all, like it was correct. Bro, I say that a whole lot, <laughs> and yeah, it, well, <laughs> we're introducing them to a whole new. World. It just sounds good. Like they get it the does. point. In case of in case it's like it sounds sweet stuff. So I like, it. Oh, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, I I think um, but I don't know if I'm really good with long term investments on that scale, like yeah, you have, because I've never mm, again being vulnerable. I don't think I've ever made that much to be able to see that ahead, mm-hmm. or to be able to look that far ahead. However, I'm good. I'm, I think I would be able to say I'm good with short-term goals mm-hmm. and investments. So, like, I need money for something. And I've seen, yeah. like, my plan for the year, whatever, and saving up for uh, we're supposed to get something personal, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can and see the really target good. and be like, how, how, how far can I stretch myself in terms of either thirds or halves mm-hmm. to get to what I want to get, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good that's, with short-term goals and investment, yeah. Yeah, that's really good because you're identifying where you are, you're planning accordingly, and as your financial situation evolves, then that planning evolves. Uh, yeah, I think I that's what think you that's should important have. For, yeah. Exactly. I think that's important for people to understand. Understand where you are yep. in, in the financial bracket and mm-hmm. place to your strengths. <laughs> What yes. works for A does not necessarily work, work for B. So. Even what may have worked for you 
last year may not work for you again this year. So exactly. always identify exactly. where you're sitting. Exactly, yeah. exactly, no. exactly, exactly. I for think real. as a roundup, um, a good question would be, what are some of your financial investment tips, you know, for people out there, oh. for people in general? What are some yeah. financial investments? I'm going to generalize this somewhere if that's okay. I'm going to do what are yes, just please. like overall financial tips. Yeah, so nobody holds you and says, well, I just <laughs> said. Investments, uh, <laughs> I still need those tips. So. <laughs> um, financial true, tips true. in general, like you said, definitely identify where you're at and plan accordingly. Because you, we said this before, some people you can save. Some people it's just not realistic. It's not feasible at the point you are, but you want to walk towards that. Some people you can invest more money, some you can't. So that just identifying where you are and planning accordingly. Um, mm. I think the other thing, which is also an advice for myself, and I know it's burdensome, but mm. I've seen people that it works for, and I'm like, you know what? That's actually a great tip. It's tracking to the best of your abilities, your spendings. So ensuring, and that tracking may be detailed, it may be semi-detailed, it may be high level, but ensuring that you have some type of accountability of where your spending is going. Like on Mm. average, how much do I spend on food? On average, how much do I spend on rent? Like have all of that so that way you can easily move things around and make wiser decisions based on what you're seeing in front of you, like the, the tracking that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last one, and I think we've said this over and over and over again, it's like a two, two in one type of thing. Educate yourself on the entirety of financial literacy, right? Investments, not living a, above your means and how you can successfully live within your means. So, how can you afford so and so and so with this amount of money? And how can you get to the goal or to the target that you want to get to? And I think the reason why this is, I said, to double-sided is that has to evolve um, because you're as you're advancing, and sometimes, unfortunately, maybe you get to a stagnant point, you want to continue to educate yourself on how can you make more money? How can you diversify your portfolio more? How can you get more in your investment returns? How can you save more? All of that. So just constantly educate yourself and make sure that you're living like within your means. How about beautiful, you? Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Um, for me, I have only two things. Um, mm-hmm. And my, your last point kind of ties into my first point, mm-hmm. and that is research. So my first yes. point is research. Yes. Do your research. Do your yep. research. Do your research. Um, when, once you, you've done your research, it, and you're confident in mm-hmm. in um, your investment, then go for it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, do your research. I think that's yep. self-explanatory <laughs> enough, yeah. right? Yeah. So just do it. Do it. If it's long, if it's stressful, just do it. Mm-hmm. It's important for you and for your investment. And my second and final point would be, Compared to savings, where I told you guys or where I said I'm more of a short term mm-hmm. savings guy, on uh, yeah, with investments, I would prefer think long term. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like 
don't look to get anything from that investment one year, two years, three years. Like, put the money in, forget about it. Like, just leave it be. You can check and maybe know it, like, you know, follow trends and see, oh, but like, don't think about pulling that money or like if you've done your research and it's a credible platform Mm -hmm. which is why my both points go hand in hand if you're sure of the organization you know you're you're sure of the platform or sure of the service whatever it is in terms of like short-term long-term i would lean towards going long-term right put it in and maybe, you know, you're thinking 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. The longer, the better. That's how investments work. And I mean, Lodi, I always use this analogy and I'm giving myself headache. But mm. imagine I bought $1,000 worth of Bitcoin in 2006. Mm. Hey, God. Again, I'm giving myself unnecessary headache because that, <laughs> that, 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 that time has passed, right? But, uh, bruh, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. I would literally be boiling. You know, yeah, mind you, within, within that period, it's had an incredible rise. It's had falls or whatever. But no matter how I want to swing the pendulum, I would still have gained 20 times, what am I say 20? Maybe a hundred thousand times worth yeah. my initial buy. So um yeah, just always lean towards long term in terms of financial investments, and I think you'll be fine. And yeah. One last thing to add really quick. So usually when you're investing, especially if you're going through like a service, um, like yeah. I use Fidelity through my 401k blah 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 they'll usually ask you for your risk level and it's just like understanding the profile that you want to put most of your money in if it's mm-hmm. conservative or aggressive and conservative is like what Lamide just said you're invest you're investing for the long term you want to see your money grow over a longer period of time and that's where I recommend most people go into. But I, but I do know that some people, they want that aggressive, like, okay, just put my money in what's going to get me money in two years. But be willing to take that risk if it doesn't give you money in two years. And that's all I would say is because know where your risk profile is because yep. that shit can give you a <laughs> attack. Yo, I watch all these movies. I watch all these movies and like some scenes where like he hits them that the investment <laughs> is <laughs> off or like something went you mm-hmm. know a mess whatever that face i can never get out of my head it's so like, say that again yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you realize you're broke oh god if we were to play out in a nigerian movie you would understand uh, it would a whole lot better <laughs> the dramatics are intense and insane yeah but i think what we're just trying to preach is you know financial literacy is important to yep. get you to, to to in today's world no matter how you want to look at it never be afraid to talk money with a partner with family mm-hmm. with friends you know it's an important subject that we can't afford to shy away from and my prayer and our prayer for you and for ourselves is we make better investments and in smarter financial decisions this yes. year and onward you know so more money, more money, cha ching. We need more bread, <laughs> more chicken. You know, 
Let's get to the money. So with that being said, um, we've come to another, we've come to the end of another episode of the Adult yes. Puzzle Podcast. Thank you for rocking with us each week. Thank you for rocking with us today and listening to the end. It's our pleasure to bring this to you weekly and we had fun putting this together for you. We hope you had fun listening to it. Um, please like, share, subscribe, rate us on whatever digital streaming platform that you're listening to us on, whether Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, we're available everywhere. So please like, rate, share with family, friends, coworkers, and please do subscribe. And yeah, um, another interesting thing with the Dot Puzzle Podcast this season is we're going to be having regular Twitter spaces. So be on the lookout for that on Twitter, where we'll be having fun and interesting conversations. So feel free to chime in, listen, and if you want to speak, do do attempt to do so. Um, yeah, we have a whole lot of wholesome content planned for you this season, and we look forward to having you throughout. Um, thank you guys so much. And we want to say bye-bye. Lady, any last bye, words? guys. No, that's it. Bye, bye guys. Bye, love you, Jay. Bye. Till next week, guys. Bye.